Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about the Hawks' 116-98 victory over the Timberwolves in Minnesota. The Hawks got Gallinari, Hunter, and Reddish back. The bench was able to put big numbers up, and Clint Capella has a big triple-double as Trey Young breaks out of his shooting slump. Without further ado, well, let's get into it. That's how you end a week going 3-0. and The Hawks go up to Minnesota, take care of the Timberwolves, beating them 116-98. to And it was a dominant performance from the opening tip-off. The Hawks really took control in the first quarter um, where they outscored the Minnesota 25-19. to And it was especially the Hawks had a little bit of a run at the end of the first quarter to take that lead. The Hawks didn't, turn, didn't give that lead up the rest of the way. In fact, they pushed it all the way up to 28 points at different points during the game. And it was just a dominant performance. Um, the Timberwolves just never found any sort of rhythm. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, who had a wonderful game in Atlanta on Monday, had an awful game. A- Anthony Edwards couldn't find his way, and he contributed to a couple of the 10 blocks that Clint Capella had to make up a triple-double. And the Hawks just really played how you expect the Hawks to play, especially when they're playing on an inferior team. Um, The Hawks shot the ball from three-pointer extremely well. They were 15 of 35 there. They got to the free throw line 30 times. They out-rebounded the Minnesota Timberwolves 55 to 40. And it was really just a dominant performance. And one area I'm especially glad the Hawks did better than they did on Monday was the turnovers, where the Hawks had 26 turnovers on Monday, and they only had 16 against Minnesota uh, last night. And um, I think Trey Young contributed to those turnovers. He still has to work on his ball security. He sometimes gets caught up in the air. But some of his turnovers, he's trying to get his ball, the ball to his, his teammates in positions to succeed. And the teammates just aren't on quite the same wavelength. But Trey Young had a, a monster game. He had 43 points, five assists, and he his shooting – just looked a lot better. Trey hadn't been shooting the ball particularly well this last couple of weeks, and he broke out in a huge way. He he ended the game, like I said, with 43 points on 14 of 22 shooting. He was 8 of 12 from three-point land. He was 7 of 10 at um, at towards the end of the game before taking a couple more threes, trying to just ice the game. He got to the free throw line seven times and hit all seven of his uh, free throws, had four rebounds, five assists. He did have seven turnovers, and a couple of them were brutal. He got caught up, caught up in the air a couple times. He went for a couple of home run passes like he does. But when Trey's making those ambitious passes, a lot of the time it's to get easy buckets for the Hawks. Um, and as long as it doesn't lead to a easy breakout uh, layup for the other team, I think you live with Trey trying to get his t- teammates the ball in positions where they can score. Clint Capella, as I said, just monster game. In the first quarter, he had four blocks, and you just knew it was going to be that sort of night for Clint Capella. He's been playing so well, and he finished it with a triple-double. Capella ended the night with 14 points, 19 rebounds. Seven of those are offensive rebounds and 10 blocks. He also had zero fouls, which is just wild to get 10 blocks and no fouls, but Capella was everywhere. The Hawks are really learning to trust him at the rim. It's got to be such a luxury for Herter, Trey, John Collins even to have such a defensive stalwart at the back line. And towards the end of the game, there was even a time where uh, the player Trey was guarding 
kind of got by Trey, and you could hear Trey go Clint, and Capella got up there and got, I think it might have been his 10th block of the game, but Capella's so steady, he competes on every um, possession, both offensively and defensively, and he helped contribute to the 44 points in the paint that the Hawks had. They did get outscored in the paint. Um, The Timberwolves had 56 compared to the Hawks' 44, but uh, Clint Capella made it uncomfortable for every attempt that the Timberwolves had in the paint. The Hawks really did a good job of just not allowing the Timberwolves to get back into the game. There were a couple opportunities. In fact, the Timberwolves went on a little 9-0 run to you know cut the lead from 20 to 11. It was like, okay, here we go. The Hawks have built this wonderful lead. They've played such a great game, and um, they're going to let the Timberwolves come back into it in a game that Timberwolves had no business of doing that. And the Hawks didn't. They called a timeout, and then they went on their own. 11-0 run to push the lead back up to 22 points. So it was just a really great performance from the entire Hawks team. A big part of that was the bench showed up again. The Hawks got 41 points off the bench, um, and those mostly came from two players. Uh, Cam Reddish came back, returned after he had been on injury for his knee, and he was wonderful. He didn't shoot the ball extremely well. He was only 3 of 10 from the field, but something that I really thought showed that uh, Reddish was back was his first possession with the ball. He went straight to the rim and got some free throw attempts. Reddish got to the free throw line 10 times against the Timberwolves and hit eight of those 10 free throws, ended the game with 15 points, five rebounds and two assists. Um, and of course he's playing his good defense and is able to be thrown on anybody in the perimeter. And it, um, we, he was also one of five from the three point line looking very confident. He had a, one of the bigs threw a pass out to, Uh, Cam Reddish, and he just drilled a three over his man. So it was great seeing Cam be back and get onto the scoring book as well as he did. Danilo Gallinari was back. He was on a 15-minute limit, playing time limit, and he hit that 15 minutes. He was 3 of 8 from the field, 1 of 4 from three-point line, hit all three of his free free throws, including one technical free throw where the Hawks seemed to be unable to hit all their technical free throws. He ended the game with 10 points, 4 rebounds, and he just provides a competent score that um, I thought Bob brought up a really good point that sometimes when the Hawks get going a little too fast, Danilo's there to kind of slow down the Hawks and just get buckets. Um, Danilo will go out there in his 6'10 frame. He's able to shoot over anybody, and he made a wild turnaround shot when he's in the paint. Um, I think the Hawks have really done a good job of getting both John Collins and Danilo Gallinari when they're in the post and they have a mismatch. The Hawks feed those to the ball, and both players are able to take advantage of those mismatches. John Collins did not have one of his best games. Collins was 2 of 8 from the field. He took no three-pointers. He needs to be taking at least four three-pointers a game. Um, He had seven rebounds, three offensive, one block, two assists, and four points. And it really looked like uh, instead of taking the ball to the hoop to try to score a lot of the time, uh, John Collins was expecting contact as he was going to the uh, basket. And he just he doesn't get the respect from the officials for whatever reason. And instead of trying to finish through the contact, he was really trying to exaggerate the contact to draw the foul. And it wasn't working for whatever reason. The officials just weren't giving it to him last night. And um, so not a great game from John, but the Hawks were able to withstand that. DeAndre Hunter returned. He, he stepped into the starting lineup. He was 4 of 7 from the field, hit one three-pointer, two free throws, 11 points. He had 
three rebounds, two assists. He had three turnovers. That's an, him and Trey, I think, are the two guys I'd really want to kind of clean up their ball handling and turnovers. But DeAndre Hunter just continues to do his thing, um, kind of play at his pace and play really strong defense. And now with kind of all these defensive guys, knowing that Clint Capella's on the back line, hopefully the Hawks will continue to just trust that big and continue to dominate the defensive boards and, and offensive boards and, and play really well. I want to say that Rajon Rondo was the primary backup for Trey against uh, the Timberwolves, and Rajon had a pretty good game. Um, he had been struggling of late, just not really being in rhythm and kind of trying to get all these young guys into positions. And Lloyd Pierce said after the game that having Danilo Gallinari back and even Reddish, that this was a more familiar group for Rondo running the second team. And so that's why he thought Rondo had a little bit more success. Um, but it was just a strong performance from the Hawks on both sides of the ball. I thought they did a really good job of getting those rebounds, really owning the paint, and then getting just great shooting performances. You can see how important having some of this depth back on the bench is. The Hawks had had a couple games of single digits points off the bench, and it's hard to win games when you're relying on all your starters to score all the points. And um, to have not only Reddish and Hunter and Gallinari come back and play well, but then to have Trey really break out of his funk, shoot the ball really well, hit some classic Trey shots. Uh, the big run for the Hawks was in the second quarter. They went on a 17-5 to run, and that was punctuated by two back-to-back threes from Trey Young from over 25 feet. And when he's rolling, it really, really stresses the other team's defense. There were a couple times in this game where I don't know what the Timberwolves were doing on defense. The Timberwolves didn't know what they were doing on defense, but they left Trey Young so open that he stopped. He looked at them, why no one was on him. He shrugged his shoulders, did a little shimmy, and then drained a three. But the Timberwolves were so out of sorts. Um, their coach, Ryan Saunders, who's Flip Saunders' son, tried to get him like, energized. He got a technical foul, but just nothing was working for the Timberwolves, again, they had a couple of little runs, little spurts where they cut the lead down to 11. They got the lead, you know, from 20 down to 15, but they just never were able to make a sustained run or really stop the Hawks from scoring. Um, it wasn't, the Hawks didn't get the best performances. Kevin Herter, I thought, struggled a little bit and wasn't his normal self. Um, Kevin ended the game going just going two of seven from the field, didn't hit any three-pointers, and only scored four points. He had two assists. Um, to get back to the fouls, you know, the Hawks were able to take advantage of the Timberwolves just fouling a ton. If that happens, the other team's in big trouble just because Trey Young is going to take advantage of that. Um, but the Hawks, you know, only fouled 16 times compared to the 21 times that the Timberwolves were fouling. And, um, this was just a game where as that game on Monday was back and forth and the Timberwolves were really in the game, the Hawks just did not let the Timberwolves do that. They said, you know, we're not going to let y'all hang around. We're just going to get this win. And getting these three wins this week was really huge. It pushed the Hawks over 500. They had had that swoon after starting the season 4-1. and one. They had dipped below 500 play. And to go into a week where they played Minnesota twice and the Detroit Pistons at home, um, to get all three of those wins is, is really a sign of maturity and uh 
going forward, again, the Hawks have a pretty rough schedule coming up. They do get the Wizards, but they have to play the Bucks and the Clippers coming up, and the Bucks is Sunday night at, at the Bucks. So we'll get to see how the Hawks do coming off of a week of not as tough competition and going into Milwaukee. I think that's why it was huge for the bench to come back in this game and really get their feet under them, uh, under themselves. I think Reddish and Gallinari are going to be key contributors for the Hawks, especially in Milwaukee. But it was just a really great win for the Hawks, one where they dominated, like I said, from the initial tip-off and didn't let the Wolves really have any opportunity to be comfortable in this game or even really compete. Um, some of the... Com- you know, notable performances on the Timberwolves side of the ball. Jarrett Culver came off the bench and played really well, had 15 points, two rebounds, and two assists. Um, Malik Beasley had another solid game. He had 17 points, 7-11 shooting, had one rebound and four assists. But there are other players just after 31 points on Monday, D'Angelo Russell only ended up with nine points against the Hawks in Minnesota. Um Obviously, that you know, D'Angelo Russell didn't have to go up against um, Cam Reddish in Atlanta, and the defense of the Hawks was just so much better, um, and, and put a lot of pressure on D'Angelo Russell. And he his three pointer wasn't falling quite as well, and he just wasn't able to get into any sort of rhythm. Um, the one kind of outlier or anomaly on the stat sheet was the number of assists. assists. The Hawks had ended the game with 21 assists, and that's a number you want to see higher. I'd want to see around that 30-point mark like they did against um, the Timberwolves earlier this week. But uh, I think Bob pointed out that a the Timberwolves' defense just was not, not good, and they couldn't figure out what they're doing. So a lot of the Hawks had open shots when they weren't getting a pass from anyone, whether that was Trey Young, any of the other ball handlers, or... Um, or coming off of a second chance point, you know, after the Hawks dominate the offensive glass, the Hawks had 18 second chance points, and those aren't going to be assisted shots. So um, I wouldn't worry too much about the 21 assists. I think the Hawks were moving the ball, and um, they just took advantage of a lackadaisical defensive effort from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the big game Sunday night, the Hawks are able to take this three game run and go against one of the best teams in the. Eastern Conference and go up against the reigning MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And uh, I'm really excited to see this matchup. The uh, Bucks are coming off of a loss to the Lakers, um, which was pretty brutal. And so they're going to be wanting to get a win. And the Hawks are riding high on these three wins. And it'll be a, you know, kind of a measuring stick type game. We're getting close to the first quarter of the season being complete. We'll be able to look back and see how the Hawks are doing. But um, I think the Hawks are right where they're supposed to be. After that 4-1 and one start, it would have been uh, nice to have the Hawks kind of continue that and really set themselves as the standard bearer for the East. But it's tough for a young team, and the Hawks really got hit hard by injuries. But they're getting some of these reinforcements back. If they're able to get some of these wins before Bogdan Bogdanovich gets back, that would be huge. And um, we'll just see – how Clint Capella continues to play because up to now Clint Capella's just been kind of a nice story um, and people were interested to see how he would ramp back up he hadn't played you know he didn't play any last year after the Hawks traded for him so 
he seems to be have his legs underneath him um him and john have developed a nice chemistry him and trey have developed a nice chemistry so hopefully that'll be something uh positive to watch going forward but we'll be back to talk to you after the hawks play the bucks on sunday and go hawks Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you could leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that's a huge help and a huge benefit to me. Thank you, and go Hawks.